If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Crazy people. The world is being governed in large part in many of our cities around this wonderful nation. But this world is being run by crazy people. Welcome, folks, to the Todd Huff Show. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com. Slash Todd Huff Show for those that want to watch the program live or on demand. See, in fact, that I do have a face for radio. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, look, it is, I mean, craziness. We are dealing with absolutely, unequivocally, absurd craziness in the world today. And there's lots of examples of this. And, of course, these calls for defunding police lead the charge. By the way, before I get too far in to the show this morning, I didn't mention this to Oz. But, Oz, did you see tough guy Chris Cuomo naked in the background of his wife's yoga video? I tell you what, this there is so much for me. It, it, this Now, I know we're going through turmoil, but this, some some of these, and I'm not talking about that, but... Just for a moment, some of these ancillary little stories, Chris Cuomo standing buck naked out on the back porch, I guess just looking off into the woods or something as his wife's doing downward dog, reminds me of Hillary. Hillary's, of course, in the news but not in the news, right? She's going to be testifying in September, going back to all the uh, things that we were looking into back in 2016, but she's going to be testifying and Seeing Chris Cuomo's wife, Christina, in Downward Dog reminded me of that. Maybe that's what some of the things Hillary had on uh, the missing emails. Downward Dog, Warrior 2, Chaturanga Pose, maybe some naked guys in the background too. Who knows? We'll never know because she deleted those, used bleach bit, you know, smashed cell phones with hammers as we all do when it's time to turn in our phones and get new phones. But anyway, I can't let that opportunity to pass to pass uh, if you haven't seen it I'll, I'll post it i'll post it here during the break just chris they've, they've taken the video down but he's just standing back there um admiring nature uh, all natural himself so but the world is crazy the world has gone crazy we've elected officials that are utterly insane in some of these cities we're talking about defund not not just defunding right as a as a limited government proponent as one who believes that we have uh, 
exploded, right? The, the, the scope, the size, the budgets of government. As one who believes that we had better return to fiscal responsibility immediately, like last decade sort of thing, I mean, it's it's crazy how far we've come on the spending side of of governments. But as one who believes in limited government, I of course believe no no particular aspect is immune from at least people looking at are there ways to save money. But that's not at all what this is about, right? Defunding the government, excuse me, the police is not about trying to save money, be fiscally responsible. This is about a revolution. Folks, we are watching the beginning stages of a revolution in this country. And we have to decide. We have to decide if we're going to allow this nonsense to happen. We have to decide if we're going to elect people who believe these stupid and silly things. Right? And I'm talking about not just the defund thing, but actually dismantled. There's a hashtag out there. What is it? Abolish police. Abolish police. Right? We've got people who want to abolish ICE. Right? We've already got that. So why not abolish the police? The same general thing. We're t- groups of people that are paid by the government to ensure America's safety, ensure compliance with law. We don't need that. We don't, we don't need that at all, so they say. They need to get rid of that. So we have crazy people. Crazy people running this show, and I'm here to tell you that that crazy, that group of crazy people is not led by Donald Trump. It's led by the radical left, the insane, truly insane. Folks, I'm on record. I'm on record as saying many times that, look, it doesn't matter. It does matter to me. I've clarified this, but in one sense, it doesn't matter. You know, what's your political viewpoint? You listen to this program. We welcome you to this program so in one sense, I don't care. In another, I care tremendously because I want to persuade towards the truths of constitutional conservatism. It's actually a very sound, very practical uh, form of, of you know, ideology or government that allows us, allows us to live with maximum liberty um, and you know, live within a government that is restrained to – the basics, right? And we need to return to that. We don't need to return to the craziness. The craziness that we're listening to, the craziness that we're listening to coming from some of these folks, and I got this soundbite, this interview Allison Camerata has with this, uh, what's her first name? Her last name's Bender. Uh, I'm looking for the na- first name here, Lisa. She's the Minneapolis City Council President, Lisa Bender. Oh, yes, good old Lisa Bender here, trying to explain to us. I mean, it it is pure gibberish what she's explaining to us. I mean, things like if you call the cops, you know, if if folks say, hey, you know what, I kind of think the cops are important because I might have a crime to report. You know, seems like a a logical thing that people would say in her community. She's heard this, by the way, and she, she just doesn't see it that way, however. Instead, as you'll find out when I play this, truly insane, deranged uh, exchange that she has with Allison Camerata, she effectively says that's exercising your privilege. If you think if you think that you should be able to call the authorities if you are in danger, if you've been 
uh, someone has committed a crime against you, if you're if you're saying, hey, who do I call? If you're going to get rid of the police, you got this master plan, right? You you and uh, Jeremiah Ellison, the supporter of Antifa, the son of Keith Ellison, right? I mean, we're to the heart of the Democrat Party now. Keith Ellison was right in that inner excuse me inner circle. Democrat Party, right here. This is what it is. This is what the modern Democrat Party has become. This is what it's become. And when you listen to this stuff, I mean, who do you think you should call? Right? I mean, it reminds me back to my, you know, if, if you're if you're trying to report a crime or, you know, if, if you've been, you know, if you're a victim of a crime, do we just suddenly not care about you? I mean, that's what it sounds like when you listen to this. And she, I mean... This is so far off the scale of normal and acceptable. I mean, this this is truly I mean, she needs to be evaluated for these these thoughts because this is this is the opposite of what it means to be a coherent adult. And she is leading the Minneapolis Council, City Council. Congratulations Minnesota. This is what you get. By the way, she's schooled at uc berkeley surprise surprise i mean this is the radical crap that you're taught at universities around this country and uc berkeley is leading the charge in the realm of the insanely stupid stuff this is what happens when you elect these people she was trained by the way i think her i looked at her education she's a city planner so she's she's basically been schooled by a bunch of radical leftists on how to on how to put together a city and to effectively rule with the the iron fist of liberalism and these in, insane stupid ideas like abolish police i mean she's out there actually defending this stuff so we're going to get into that today we're going to get into that today in fact you know what i'm going to do i'm looking at the clock i'm a couple minutes early and i'm going to take a break because i want to play I, I think I want to spend a longer second segment so that we can listen to the stupidity in its totality so that you can hear firsthand, if you haven't already, what we're dealing with. This is, folks, this is the Democrat Party today. Now, I know Democrats listening to my voice. You're out there thinking, what the world's happened to my party? You know, there might be some blue dog Democrats. There might be some... Uh, Reagan Democrats or moderate Democrats, whatever you union Democrats, you know, and you might you might be scratching your head thinking, what the heck's happened to my party? I would say you should have been paying attention <laughs> the past several years, but but you're right. The party that you were attracted to and the issues that you were attracted to um, no longer have a home in the Democrat Party. And by the way, I should point out, right, this is an interesting situation because. Police folks, um, not police folks, I'm saying to you, police folks are part of a union. I thought, I thought the Democrat Party was pro-union. They're actually out there saying that the police union isn't a real union. I guess there should be a litmus test, a litmus test for the police union. For those of you that are listening to my voices that are Democrat because of the union connection, I mean, I've, I've got them on record here in the city of Minneapolis, basically saying they're not real union. I guess we need to, need to have a litmus test on that as to whether or not your union, maybe your union doesn't meet the threshold for the, the Democrats anymore. anymore. They, 
In fact, they want to, uh, you know, I guess determine whether or not you're union based on how crazy and radical your ideas are. If you believe that there needs to be a police force in your city, you're apparently union or not, not qualified to be part of a union. You're not radical enough for these jokers. Anyway, I got to take a break. Talk about this, play this soundbite when we return a little bit early, which is unheard of on this program in the first segment, but I want to squeeze this in the second segment as much of this uh, soundbite in as possible. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. I'm still entertained by Chris Cuomo standing buck naked in the back in the background of his wife's yoga video. Whatever she's doing, downward dog there. Remember Chris Cuomo, tough guy. Tough guy Chris Cuomo told us told us that the secret to beating coronavirus was toughness. Mental toughness, willpower, which of course is a very highly remember the whole thing with hydroxychloroquine. We can't be promoting this. It's not, you know, who knows if that really helps us. It's anti-science. Chris Cuomo, nope, none of that's anti-science. That is Chris Cuomo, brother, by the way, of Andrew Cuomo, in case he didn't mention that. But if you want to know, if you want to know what it takes, what does it take to develop the mental toughness to beat something like coronavirus, this is it. I'm going to post this to Facebook. Just walking outside, buck naked, whether or not your wife is doing an online yoga video or not with you in the background, doesn't matter. This is what it takes. This is what it takes. Tough guy Chris Cuomo on display for all the world to see, maybe in ways you never wanted to see. But anyway, I find this highly entertaining. I just it's just humors me. But let's get back here. Let's get back here to this discussion of well, the utter craziness that we're seeing. Uh particularly well, it's in lots of cities uh around this country, which of course are are led typically by radical leftists right, in the Democrat Party. And so one of these radical leftists, who is the uh, city, was the, the chairperson of the president, I guess, Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender, um, she was on CNN yesterday morning as this program was um, airing as well. So I didn't see this until yesterday. So she's discussing, explaining why it is, um, you know, why why they, it's okay not to have a police force, why it's okay to abolish the police force. And she's asked specific questions, you know, things like, well, who do we call if, if you know, we've been assaulted or raped, you know, and she explains how that's your privilege. And that just demonstrates how out of touch you are. If you're thinking about those things in Minneapolis, Minnesota, folks, you are part of the problem according to this lunatic here leading the city county council. So I want you to listen to this. So this, this clip starts with her explaining, explaining, you know, really why not having a police force is necessary. And then she answers some questions. I'm going to play. I probably will stop this at some point and jump in. Uh, But I want, I want to play this for you. I want you to hear this. I want you to understand really what we're, what we're dealing with, with some of this madness and craziness. Here it is. But state action against our police department, which gives us legal mechanisms in the very short term 
you know, there's lessons from all over the country, all over the world that we're looking to yeah. um, to take immediate steps while we work toward building the systems that we would need to imagine that that future. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what no, if she in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Hmm. Yes, I mean, I, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because <laughs> for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. And so. Yeah, so there's more of this. I actually grabbed a clip, a clip of the clip. I need to find the full clip because I want to play this thing in its totality. But that's probably this, there's it's it's up for debate, I suppose. But that's probably the most egregious and offensive thing that was said in here. So, if your house is broken into and you need the police, you know what? So what? So what? That's you exercising your privilege. We need we need to understand. We need to understand what it's like to not be able to do that without fear so i don't know i mean is she going to i mean maybe i don't even like talking about this for lots of reasons because there are real concerns from uh you know genuine protesters in this which have been drowned out by the insanely radical groups like antifa uh, the groups, the, the the politicians like this lunatic here in the Minneapolis City Council, president of the council, they've been drowned out. So I don't want it to be to come across that I'm being insensitive to that at all. So just let me say that. But what is she saying that the rest of us? Let, let's just say that the police have, you know, done things to violate the trust of, of individuals at least, or potentially even the black inner city community in Minneapolis. Let's just say, let's, let's accept that for a moment. It seems to me, now again, I come at this from the perspective of, I know Rush used to say, he probably still does, he's the, the mayor of Realville. I, I think the same, from the same perspective, I come at this from what I, I like to think as rational reality here. Why would the solution be this this this, enca- this encapsulates encompasses a lot of the things that you know it it is uh, it's a demented way of thinking is what it is but why not say okay it's working for one group of people that's great let's not make that worse let's figure out how to make sure it works for everyone else, if that's in fact the case, and to what degree? I'm not even getting into the degrees or what. Why is the th- the thinking here? Well, let's show in this case the white community in Minneapolis. Let's let's show them. Let's show them what it's really like, and let's let's not have them to, to be able to call anybody in the you know, event that a crime's being committed. What in what universe, folks? Is this reasonable? In what universe is this rational? In what universe is this helpful? It's the same way they look at the economy, by the way. Same way they look at the economy. It's why people say socialism 
socialism is the equal sharing of misery, right? So in capitalism, in free markets, you will have people who achieve great wealth and much, much greater wealth than some other people. There will be a wealth gap. And so some people say, well, that's not fair. Instead of finding ways to allow people in lower income brackets, and at some level this is not the job of government except for to make it possible to remove as many obstacles and to make, uh, you know, to remove as many hurdles as possible, meaning limit taxes on all people so that they can keep more of what they've earned so that they can, you know, have more of an impact on their own circumstances and situations, positive impacts. Of course, with that comes risk. With that comes risk uh, and the possibility that someone or lots of people even will, you know, make not be able to make something work that they try. They, that's that's the nature of risk, right? I mean, this I can I can relate to that as someone who started um, a couple of businesses, including this syndicated program. So I understand that there's no guarantees in life, but the thing is, they they think in terms of how do we punish the people with more, or how do we punish the people. You know, it's not right that another group is, or another individual, or certain people haven't, you know, made as much money in this particular analogy or example. So instead of figuring out how we allow them or help, not help them directly, but just create an environment where they can, their creativity and their entrepreneurship and their ideas can thrive, instead of thinking like that, they think, how do we stick it to the person at the top? How do we take from the person who has more and give it to the person who has less? This is just just their way of thinking. The same thing is true here with their thinking on crime. Instead of thinking, instead of thinking, hey, policing seems to be working out pretty well for certain people, even even the vast majority of people, right? Instead of thinking, let's figure out how we take that and make sure that it's consistently. And for those that are... Look, for those of you that are, uh, you know, I guess concerned about the the level of hatred and angst toward the police, I'm not even saying that this is a large number. I'm, I'm not I'm not suggesting any of that. I'm just simply saying the th- the thinking here. Why can't we say? Why can't she say? Let us find what's working here and apply it elsewhere instead of let's radically transform something that's been working for people for generations. It's not perfect, but by and large, it has worked well. Yes, there are examples of police using excessive force. Yes, there are examples of people, of of officers using excessive force um, against people of color. There's also examples of police using excessive force against people who are not uh, black or minorities. These All these need to be stopped. But the, the thing is, I mean, you get into individual cases and now you're dealing with individuals. And now you're saying, well, sometimes it's the training, sometimes it's the person that's making the decisions. He or she has decided beforehand uh, that he's going to take or she's going to take egregious actions against an individual, sometimes potentially because of their race or gender, sometimes because they're just the bad person and they're just no matter who's on the other side of the confrontation but we're talking about individuals and you know sometimes 
It might pertain to a training situation where an officer did something he was he or she was trained to do, but maybe um, applied it in the wrong you know, circumstance or whatever. I mean, some you got to factor in the the human aspect as far as you know fear and having to make quick decisions when I'm you know they're they're at risk as well. There's lots of factors in these things, and but the idea that policing hasn't been helpful. Uh, to society for law and order is is patently absurd. It's patently absurd. And look, I'm I'm here for talking about you know the rights of the individual and liberty is critically important to me. And there are examples where maybe we're policing things that we shouldn't be policing. You know, I mean, take I don't want to get into specifics on that front. I just simply say we can talk about the role of police, but talking about the the abolition of police and that's now the narrative in Minnesota and and it's spreading across the country now what's interesting is Joe Biden good old Joe Biden out there he's actually not on board with this he's drawn the metaphorical line in the sand saying he's not on board with the, the abolition of of police but we have I mean nonsense going on I'm gonna see if I can find. I'm sorry I grabbed the wrong clip here. It's not, it's not the wrong clip. It's not the full discussion. There's a lot of crazy things that this city council president, uh, Lisa Bender, had to say. Again, what do you expect when you're schooled by the elitist liberal radicals of UC Berkeley? This is what you get. I got to take a break. Come back and continue this conversation. When we return, you're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. So I found this um, the full-length interview here. Sorry, I grabbed the, the wrong clip. But again, this is the Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender on, what is this, CNN? Is it New Day? I don't even know. Allison Camerata yesterday morning explaining, explaining why, in fact, the city of Minnesota, and buckle up for this explanation, folks, you'll probably be more confused than you were before. Um, just by what you thought about this concept in general of having no police. Wait until she explains it. Wait until she explains it. So with no further ado, let's listen to part of this conversation between Allison Camerata, Lisa Bender, Minneapolis City Council President, yesterday on CNN, whatever it is, New Day. Here it is. What are you trying to do? Are you hoping by dismantling the Minneapolis Police Department, that you will be getting rid of the police department? You know, I think in Minneapolis, watching George Floyd's death um, and the the actions of the four police officers that were involved has been a huge wake-up call for so many in Minneapolis to see what many already knew, which is that our police department is not keeping every member of our community safe. And so I think step one for us is to tell the truth. Nine council members from communities all across the city of all different backgrounds standing together to tell the truth and say, this system isn't working for too many of our neighbors for too long. Our reform efforts have failed and we have done many, many attempts at reform and new leadership in the department and many things. Uh, And we still see 
um, this tragic death. And so I think the wake up of our community is what's driving the city council's announcement yesterday. And now the hard work begins for us to rebuild systems that really work to keep all of our communities safe. But to be clear, you're not talking about reform. The word dismantle is intentionally different than reform. This is more than reform. This is dismantling. I mean, activists who support this are calling this a police-free future. Yeah, and you know, a lot of us were asked if we could imagine a future without police back in 2017 when we were running for office. And I answered yes to that question. To me, that, that future is a long way away, and it would take an enormous amount of investment in things that we know work to keep people safe. I mean, for a lot of folks in our community, stable housing is a safety issue. Having access to health care is a safety issue. And so having, you know, I think one thing folks are asking is well, to stop investing so oh, yeah. much money in this militarized police force and instead invest in the things that our community really needs. So... You know, I know the statement was bold, and I, I stand by that bold statement, but the work ahead of us will be long. It will include every member of our community. It has to. And, you know, I think we have very immediate things. We have a state action against our police department, which gives us legal mechanisms in the very short term. You know, there's lessons from all over the country, all over the world that we're looking to yeah. um, to take immediate steps while we work toward building the systems that we would need to imagine that that future. I mean, I feel like there's two conversations going on here. And I feel like this a lot when I'm watching some of these interviews. But what she's asking are very, very direct questions. You know, are you here to you know abolish the police force? Well, you know, back in 2017, we were asked about this in a campaign event. And, you know, I could I could say back then that it's something that I could envision. Okay, um, I don't mean to state the obvious here, but are we just talking about something, you know, your personal dreams and visions, or is this something you're trying to implement and make happen? Well, you know, we've got problems. we got problems, and we need to reform this. we got to stop that. Okay, but you're not talking about reform. You're talking about the abolition. Do I need to read for you the definition of what abolition means? Well, the word abolition is an interesting word, and if you look it up in your dictionary, you'll find the definition of abolition, and it's an interesting word. It rhymes with some things, and it's something that I like to say from time to time when I'm out making my speeches, talking about insane things that I talk about here in the city of Minneapolis, excuse me, and yeah, that's what I think about abolition. I, I, I mean, literally, this this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. This is radical this is radical educated radically educated people elected she's been groomed for this she's been trained for this this is four years of schooling plus a master's degree or whatever she has from uc berkeley that's what this is this is what you get you know there's this this one of the fundamental disagreements or i guess uh well, like fundamental disagreements, I guess you could call this between, in my opinion, the, the left and the right is that the left wants, you know, the people who are politicians to be trained in in schools and in, in universities on specific things and how to master the role of government and all of this. And people like me, people like the founders thought, hey, I'm, look, I'm not for I'm not against education. 
But these places are beyond education. It's, an, it's a form of indoctrination when you go to places like UC Berkeley. And people like me say, you know, this, this nation was found. The idea was, the idea was you had people that were living their lives in their local communities and they would come and meet in the nation's capital during sessions of Congress talking about the federal government. She, of course, is city government, but you know we didn't. The, the founders didn't want professional politicians. That that creates an immediate separation from reality. They wanted people that had their own businesses and right to ran ran their own farms, living their own lives in their communities, and then come to D.C. during a short stint to to legislate. That's not at all what the left thinks today. In fact, they think they should be professional politicians trained in the you know, most liberal of universities so that we can have the best ideas and make, make progress, this progressivism nonsense. It's actually regress it's regressivism, I guess. But this is this is what we get, folks. And there's more. There's more to this. We're only about halfway through this nonsense. I still feel confused after listening to this. It's it's nonsense. It's complete gibberish is what it is. And I'm going to take a break. So sit tight. We'll continue this when we return. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. All right. Welcome back here. So, so there's more. There's more of this nonsense. Again, Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender, graduate of UC Berkeley. This is what you get. This is the the best and the brightest. This is what you get. So she continues here with Allison Camerata, CNN New Day. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police-free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors, and I know, and and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege, because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality, where calling the police may mean more harm is done. And so in the very immediate, we have to lean into whatever changes we can make in our existing police department. You know, I think we look to cities like Camden, New Jersey, that completely restructured their department as we build up systems. And we've already done that. We have we are not starting from scratch. We have invested in community based safety strategies. We have knowledge in our community across the city. We've done an analysis of all the reasons people call 911 and have looked at ways we can shift the response away from armed police officers into a more appropriate response for mental health calls. Um, for some domestic violence calls, for um, health-related issues. And so the groundwork is laid already in Minneapolis for us to to build on that, to learn from folks around the world, but really also to listen to our community and put those community voices front and center as we build up those systems even further. On a political point, as a Democrat, are you worried that you have just handed President Trump a great talking point or slogan 
or battle cry for his reelection to be able to say, see, Democrats want to get rid of your police. First, they come to take away your guns, as he says. Now they're taking away your police officers. Does that concern you? You know, that's why I said at the beginning that it starts with telling the truth. And I think we've been afraid of a lot of things, of that, those political dynamics, of what would happen in our city, you know, to have our police force hearing these kinds of words. And that fear is what we have to really work through because, again, that's the fear that so many in our community are facing. That's the fear that we see, you know, from George Floyd's family or the family of Jamar Clark or Justine Damon, who are also killed by Minneapolis police, who have told us we never want to see this happen again. And so those efforts that we have taken so far to stop this, to make sure no one is killed in this way, have not worked so our statement is to try something new. Yeah, something new that's not been identified. Something new that has no definition. She didn't answer a single question. Probably, undoubtedly, one of the things she learned while being schooled at UC Berkeley, how to not answer a question directly, because she didn't do that at all. Are you concerned, she was asked, that President Trump is going to turn this into an issue, saying Democrats want to take away your guns, and now they want to take away your police. Um, I think any rational Democrat would say yes to that. Again, even Joe Biden, good old Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden out there calling people lying dog face pony soldiers, right? Joe Biden doing what Joe Biden does, calling his wife his sister, his sister his wife. Joe Biden, I mean... Talk, telling stories about Corn Pop, my personal favorite, beating Corn Pop or meeting him in the parking lot with a six-foot piece of chain. Corn Pop and another friend were going to jump Joe Biden back in the 1960s, Wilmington, Delaware, outside the city pool. Joe Biden being Joe Biden, as they say. I mean, even Joe Biden recognizes, hey, man, hey, Jack, as Joe Biden likes to say, it's a fact, Jack. Police are necessary, right? I mean, where, where, who are folks going to call? How is this good? I welcome this. I hope, I hope the campaign centers around this stuff. This is just one example of the lunacy we see on the left. No police. No police. Well, who do we call? They don't answer that. They don't know. They don't have a stinking idea. No idea. Don't know. Don't know. But as you're, call, as you're thinking about making that phone call, now you can realize now you can realize what it's like if you don't um, have faith and trust in the police. Now you know. So I guess you learn that in your final moments on earth as you're being, you know, whatever. Whatever egregious crimes happen to you because no one's going to come and help. No one. Maybe some counselor. They'll get a counselor to, to call you back. Hey, let me let me give you some tips on how to deal with this tragedy and, um, you know, we're not going to send anybody to help, but I can, I can talk you through the, the emotional side of this. I mean, what the heck is that? Anyway, got to wrap up here this segment. Come back and wrap up hour number one. Sit tight. Be back in. Be back in just a minute. Welcome back. That is all of the time that we have for our number one. But fear not, 
Fear not. No need to tear up and cry here in the waning moments of hour number one. You can watch hour number two live on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com, search The Todd Huff Show, and we will be there in about six minutes. Six minutes with plenty more to discuss. Guys, I appreciate you listening as always. Thank you so much for listening. SDG. See you in a few. Take care.